Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Well, today's show is brought, brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business, boat, motorcycle, RV. They're going to do whatever they can to make sure you're completely insured and you're going to do whatever they can to make sure that you save money. It is all at Purdy Insurance. Marcus Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And what a job they did at the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, raising $25,000 for the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. You, sir, are my hero. It's all those people that came together to do great work to help the community. All right, so that is Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. All right, on Friday, we do our headlines for the weekend or for the next week. Do you know how close I came on the on my first one to saying there'll be a no-header pitch next week? Very, That's true. Very close. You were very I, close. I, I, I almost I was about to say it. I thought, nah, I'll go with something else. Well, there was a no hitter pitched over the weekend. It's pretty good when your parents are in the stands and it's your first major league start. Tyler Gilbert, no hits through eight and two thirties, one out away. Center field, Marte. Yeah! It's a no hitter. Tyler Gilbert has thrown a no-hitter in his first career Major League start. The first Diamondbacks pitcher ever to throw a no-no in this ballpark. And just the third in their history. Yeah, that wasn't the Padres broadcast. Uh, so... <laughs> How about that for the Padres? As cool as well, that is for that rookie, that that's pretty embarrassing for the Padres considering what they're what, what's at stake for them right now. In 2018, the Boston Red Sox won 108 games. There's an old saying, you win 54, you lose 54. It's what you do in the other 54 that determines your season. Well, the Red Sox in the other 54 were 54-0, okay? And then went 11-3 in the playoffs. You do realize in May, Sean Manaya threw a no-hitter against them. You know, that is a good point, so... That's yeah. why I'm sitting here in this chair. I have the ability to do that <laughs> stuff. Okay, I mean, it's it's a night now. They got Fernando Tatis back, and they've moved Tatis to right field. Uh, in this job, and we'll get to the back to the quarterbacks in a moment because we still. I mean, it's, we may even be in the last half hour before we get to your guy. Um, <laughs> get the lingerie uh, on the deck. Call the janitor. One of the more important aspects of this job 
is listening. Whenever Joe Paterno talked, I listened. When Bill O'Brien talked, I listened. When James Franklin talks, I listen. Same story with Micah Shrewsbury. When Micah Shrewsbury talks, I listen. Why is that? For this reason. You have to be smart enough to know in this job that the head football coach and the head basketball coach knows way more about their job than you do. Just like I know way more about broadcasting, how to broadcast a game, than they do. It's what I do for a living. So I, I apply that logic to them. They know way, as much as I think I know about football, as much as I think I know about basketball, they know more than I do. And I have great respect for that. That's why I listen to them. That's why my experience with the Spikes has really helped me a lot in covering baseball and talking about it on the air. Like football and basketball, I know baseball. But because I've listened to guys like Mike Schilt, who's now the manager of the Cardinals. Mike was the third base coach here. Ollie Marmel was the bench coach, who's now the bench coach for the Cardinals. Two years was the manager here. This year, Delwyn Young. I talked to Delwyn after the game on Thursday. I said, look, you should listen to him talk about different tells that he has. You know, pitchers tipping pitches on the mound. It's fascinating to listen to. Because I listen to them, you really figure things out. So I'm going to relate this to Fernando Tatis in a moment. In 2014, the Spikes are going for their first championship. And they get to the final game, which is the third and deciding game of the series. And it's the night before, and we're at a restaurant. And Ali comes up to me, because Ali and I talked all the time, all the time. And he says, he says, well, why don't you check this out? He says, I just want to just, just get an idea of, you know, just to, you know, what do you think? And there were four napkins. And he had four lineups written on the four napkins. So I look at the four napkins. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I get to one, I said, hey. I said, well, I said, I'll tell you what distinguishes this from your other three. That's your best offensive lineup. And they had a guy that was an infielder, Brett Wiley, who could really hit, but he had him starting in the outfield. And he had a catcher that wasn't a great catcher named Ehrlich that really could hit with some power. But you didn't really like catching him because he was was a catcher. But they had him as he had him in that lineup as a DH. I said, "That's your best offensive lineup." He looked at me, started smiling. He says, "You know the Tony Larusa book, don't you?" I said, "Well, I said you can explain it to me." But I said, "Yeah, it's sort of what I'm thinking." Yeah, he goes, "Well, that's what I'm going to do with that lineup." He says, "Tony Larusa always told us that when you get to your biggest game, the game that you need to win." You always start your best offensive lineup. You can bring your defensive guys in later. Fernando Tatis Jr. moving to right field allows Adam Frazier to be in the lineup every day and allows the Padres to have their best offensive lineup on the field all the time instead of bringing somebody off the bench. 
That's why I relate so many stories. I relate a lot of stories on this show. One of the reasons I relate so many stories is I, I, I take the time. I really, I really listen to people, like people who are experts in their field. That's why I talk to Dave Ritchie, listen to Dave. Others I ignore. S-U-I-T, that spells Suta. Didn't mention any names. All right, so <laughs> let's get back to our quarterbacks. They're still not up to your guy yet. Yeah, I didn't think we'd be. Number 22, Daniel Jones, New York Giants. One tier one vote, 28 tier threes, 20 tier fours, one tier five. He got a tier one vote. That That's also ridiculous, but okay. No, no, I'm sorry. It was one tier two vote. Okay. All right. That's better. One tier two, 28 <laughs> tier threes, 20 tier four, one tier five. Um, let's say the, mo- the biggest thing about him that scares you is his ability to run. Um, he also, oh, well, excuse me, he broke the, if he didn't trip and fall, how far did he go against the Eagles? Yeah, we're All talking right, about um, a, a god-awful defense last year that allowed yeah, that, he, and that he still he, tripped up. But he can run, though. He can run. He's built to be a 7-on-7 quarterback, right? The, the problem is too many turnovers, way too many turnovers. Right. 23 is Ryan Fitzpatrick. One tier two vote, 25 tier threes, 21 tier fours, and three tier fives. And look, he's the consummate backup. You know, I mean, when he's, you know, he can win a game or two for you, there's no doubt. 24, as we make the transition from tier three to tier four. So now we're in tier four. 24 is Jalen Hurts. Sam Darnold, Carolina oh. Panthers. We're not up to your guy yet. <laughs> 23 tier three votes, 27 tier fours. 25 is. Come on. Drew Locke. Jameis Winston. <laughs> Two tier twos, 16 tier threes, 30 tier fours. And two tier fives. I watched Winston this offseason, still saw a lot of good things said an offensive coach. I think he's still a very good quarterback. I think he's actually a very good pocket passer. He threw a lot of interceptions, but part of that is Bruce Arians' high risk pass offense in Tampa. And it brought Stop out it. and it brought out the worst instincts of Winston, and that's and that a more selective menu actually helps him be more efficient. I think that's working out pretty good for Tom Brady, though, isn't it? Just saying. Number 26, Teddy Bridgewater. 19 tier threes, 27 tier fours, four tier fives. Yeah, Brady threw 12 picks last year. (laughs) So, stop it. He's he's at tier one. (laughs) But I'm saying, using that as a lame excuse for Jameis Winston and why he stinks... He threw 30 interceptions. I don't care if you're in what system you're in. Are we up to your guy yet? No. <laughs> okay. 27, Cam Newton. 19 tier threes, 26 tier fours, five tier fives. And I would actually Boys, put Cam Newton in front of Jameis Winston. 
A large block of voters think Newton is damaged beyond repair and headed for an early exit to turn it over to Mac Jones. Uh, one voter said, though, I disagree and think people have short memories. Week two last season, he was one yard away from beating Seattle on his way to a 3-0 and start before landing on the COVID list. He goes 7-8 and as a starter for Bill Belichick, who now has loaded up the roster. I think Cam looks more the part in 2021 than he did last season. There's another evaluator, though, who says he looks like he's playing in the sandlot. He's still a big body that's going to be a threat with his leg, but his legs, but his accuracy, he just sprays the ball all over the field. His feet are never set. His arm angle is always changing when it doesn't have to be. I was shocked to watch it last year, to be honest with you. Uh, one GM said, I think he's broke. No, he's no longer has the elite traits to compensate for injuries. Number 28 is... Come on. Jalen Hurts. Andy Dalton. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's the same as Teddy Bridgewater to me, a very similar guy, said an offensive coach. They got problems in Chicago because they're going to have to play that young quarterback early, if not right away. And it's all over if that kid doesn't doesn't play. It says, when they were good in Cincinnati, it was because he had A.J. Green, Marvin Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Tyler Eifert, Gio Bernard, and Rex Burkhead. And the quarterback just had to go to the right spot and get the ball there. I think that's who he is. I don't think his game gets affected by aging much. He's always been a distributor. When he played and was healthy last year, although he actually showed some stuff, but he's a distributor, not a difference maker. Yeah, and there's a reason why Justin Fields was traded up for to be drafted by the Bears. Right. Well, and there's a reason why Andy Dalton's there. The same reason that Kurt Warner was there. The Giants had Kurt Warner before they had um, uh, Eli Manning. Number 29. I mean, you want to be able to – you're trying to do this – you always want to play a guy one game too late than one game too early. Agreed. No, that's fine, so that's, but I, I'm just saying in terms of this why, ranking, that, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, but what the Bears are doing is fine. They're rating, they're rating the guys that have played. They're not ranking the rookies. They're not here. I, I, right. No, the rookies I, I, no, are not I, I get, here. I get that. I'm just... I'm just saying it doesn't really make sense. There are 32 to... teams. He's ranked 29th. What do you think? Come on. Well, they didn't let... rank him four. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Jeez. I'll, I'll finish this argument when Jalen Hurts. We finally get to him, and we'll go from there. Because I want to see where actually he's picked. 29 is Tua Tagovailoa. Uh Look at these teams with good defenses that didn't do everything they could to get Brady. Miami, the Rams, Washington, and maybe even New England could be reviewing hotel layouts near SoFi Stadium right now if they have Brady. I just did not see enough from Tua last year, and the fact that he was benched was not good. Buffalo blew them out by 30 in the final game of the year when they were playing for the playoffs. I just didn't see anything out of Tua that made me think this kid has a chance. He's six foot, he's left handed. Not very athletic. Remember how he got hurt at Alabama. He got hurt rolling out, and I pointed this out on the time. He doesn't run well. 
Um, he also at Alabama was surrounded by tremendous talent. An evaluator called Tug of Viola very similar to Andy Dalton. He has capabilities, really good feet, gets the ball out in a hurry. People get twisted because he's not Kyler Murray and squirreling around. He is not that kind of guy. He is decisive. He is a quick decision maker who does get the ball out early. Number 30, Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles. He received four Tier 3 votes, 44 Tier 4 votes, three Tier 5s. And that's fine. That's not surprising. And here's the first part of the evaluation. The Eagles own two picks in the 2022 draft and could add a third one if Wentz plays for the Colts enough to upgrade that pick from second to first. Voters think there's a good chance that draft capital will have Philadelphia land its next quarterback, not Jalen Hurts. Here's the evaluation. He was a high school state champ, won a championship at Alabama, transferred to Oklahoma, went to the college football playoff, said a former head coach. Although he is not accurate in all areas, he's kind of like Donovan McNabb. He's a leader. He's going to succeed because he's going to will himself to succeed if he put in half a team around him. He is mentally tougher than 18 of the starting quarterbacks in the league right now, and I agree with that. I I 100% agree with that myself. Mentally tough guy. Yep. An offensive coordinator, though, rejected the winner angle. Please. He went everywhere he went because the places he went were Oklahoma and Alabama. He does have all those extra things, the toughness, the grit. He just can't throw it well enough and accurately enough. And I don't think he's going to turn into Dak Prescott. I don't think he has that level of skill passing-wise or just doesn't have the arm talent. I don't dislike him. I think he's a real starting I just don't think he's a real starting definitive NFL guy. I'm not buying the package. And to be honest with you, that's how I feel about him. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's exactly I feel like you go to Alabama, you go to Oklahoma, you look around and on a college level, the embarrassment of riches. Now, he's got the ticker. He is tough as nails. And he's a team guy. He just is not accurate enough throwing the the football and never has been never has been i mean even last year wow look at the four games i mean what was his completion percentage now they weren't well i would say in a league where you've got to be in a league you where you got to be 65 percent he was 52 percent yeah and, and it went down every game the saints game was his peak point and things kind of went down a little bit once there was tape so I'm not ready to say he's going to be a Dak Prescott like some people think he is. But I think he can be a successful quarterback. I don't. I really don't. Um, I think he's a stopgap. In other words, he can be a starting quarterback for teams in the league, but he's going to be that stopgap guy that gets you to your next quarterback. I really believe that. And I wouldn't be surprised it, it, if the Eagles go that route either, if they were to get to that third first-round pick. And to be honest with you, he does have a strong arm. I mean, he has. There's no question he has a strong arm to go with his legs and the heart. But the problem is he's not accurate enough throwing the ball in a league where accuracy is at a premium. Drew Locke is 31. 
he received five tier three votes, 37 tier uh, fours, and six tier fives. Locke is one of 32 quarterbacks with at least 16 starts the past two seasons. Athletic, huge arm, talent, but very up and down, just like he was in college. Very up and down. Very up and down. And his conventional numbers through 18 starts look very much like Christian Ponder, Blake Bortles, and Brock Osweiler. Oof. This one executive said, love the athlete, love the size, love the arm strength, but I don't think he's ever going to be able to process everything. We'll come back. More in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. If you own an RV, you know your home on wheels needs the same protection as your actual home. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. Whether you hit the road for a weekend or a few months, Purdy Insurance can cover all of your recreational vehicles. From RVs, ATVs and side-by-sides to motorcycles and golf carts, offering you great coverage at the best price. Call Purdy Insurance at 570-286-5855 or request a quote online at purdyinsurance.com and see what we can do for you. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Well, at least I got the Jalen Hurts before the last segment. That's true, but I also still can't wrap my mind around that Ben Roethlisberger was behind Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford. <laughs> it's because of how they finished last year. That's a big part of it. And he and he spent a good chunk of the season throwing the ball underneath. Not that Ben Roethlisberger would have been used to seeing that got those explosive chunk plays downfield. I mean, look, he showed a uh, my. I'm not banking on the age part of it for him this year. I'm banking on Ben Roethlisberger going through a normal off season of conditioning for this season instead of rehabbing, rehabbing, rehabbing an elbow and hoping the elbow works. I'm hoping that he that just going through an off season where he did normal conditioning instead of just really worried about one element, I think could make a difference for him. The problem he's gonna have is this. Here are the pluses. He's got he's got some gifted wide receivers. He's got a gifted young tight end, and he's got a gifted running back. The problem he has is he doesn't have a gifted offensive line, which early in his career would have meant which would have meant no big deal. But at this stage of his career at 39 and a lack of mobility, it is a big deal. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 to 15. Humbles Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Well, they have three quarterbacks left. Number 32, Tyrod Taylor. Eight tier three votes, 30 tier fours, 12 tier fives. He's on the list because of the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, There's one thing about him. When he was with Buffalo from 15 to 17, they were 22 and 20. 
And here's the difference with him. Tyrod Taylor, to his credit, to his credit and to his detriment, to his credit, Tyrod Taylor is absolutely careful with the football. To his detriment is that he's also absolutely careful with the football. There are moments when you need to come back that the careful play is not the play. Where suddenly you need, I need, I'm down two scores. I need points in a hurry. And guess what? I can't have the 12 play drive that eats up six minutes where you're dinking dunk down the field because you're careful with it. That's the big problem with him. 33, Taysom Hill, New Orleans Saints. Says here, according to one coordinator, while he would be a far greater option for Philadelphia than Jalen Hurts, we think, no, I'm just kidding. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Uh, Most voters do not think he can be effective uh, over a full season. Uh, Athletic, but I don't know that it is a wow enough factor to say it is going to lift him to the next level. Said a coach who faced Hill. I don't always believe in this, but he does. But he does have that presence about him. I give him credit. He's got confidence. Guys respond to him. Maybe that's the thing that puts him over the edge. I don't know that he's super talented. If you really get down to it from an arm talent standpoint, but there is an undefinable quality about him. And here's the difference between now. He's, he's only done this in selective moments. Here's in between he and Hertz. Okay, Hertz last year limited time. Okay, fifty-two percent completions. You know what Hill's completion percentage is in his career? Seventy. He only has four picks, uh, touchdowns, and three picks, though. Uh, one guy said, and I think this is accurate. I still see him as a situational guy, and I think they'll use him that way. And number 34, who is dead last on this deal? Who's dead last? Come on. Gee, I thought Come it was going to be Tyrod Taylor. Uh, no, no, no. Come on. Is it Nick Foles? Joe Flacco, your oh. guy. Your guy. He oh, was tier yeah. two from 14 to 16. They've only done this eight years. Right, He was Tier 2 from 14 to 16, slipped to Tier 3, 17 to 19, did not appear last year. And Joe Flacco is on the record as saying his main job is to play football, not to be a mentor. That's who you're going to have helping Jalen Hurts? <laughs> That's your guy. Listen, if it gets to that point, then there's going to be more problems anyway. He knows a lot of football, but he's expressionless. (laughs) That is certainly true. Of course he is. Look where he is. He throws one touchdown pass to Watkins. You already got him in the Super Bowl. Listen, I was just pleasantly surprised. Well, let's let's see how things go against the Pats and up against a good defense too, and we'll see. 
What good is a pocket quarterback who can't scramble and doesn't want to be hit and won't stand in there .3 seconds longer than he needs to to get the ball to Robbie Anderson, said one voter. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is the young guy should be down here, but they should be given a little bit more of a chance because of their ceiling. And guys like, and journeyman guys like Flacco now, Fitzpatrick, Taysen Hill, all those guys, they should be the ones that are lasted by opinion. But Tyrod Taylor and the like. But I get this is off last season. Well, remember, Taysom Hill, when he played, was effective. Joe Flacco was not. That's the difference. That's why it is the way it is. No, you know, I'm fine with that. I mean, although I think Taysom Hill's just a gadget guy and not, shouldn't be considered a quarterback, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, they speak highly of you. <laughs> Apparently. And they love you. <laughs> so there you go. There's your list. We went through everybody on the show. Everybody. I'm okay with most of it. Just the Ben Roethlisberger thing just stuns me. Even though I, I know it's based thing, on last year, I know. but Yeah, it's only based on last year. It's not based on anything else. It's just based on last year. Um, so it's not based on the body of his career. Anybody would would love to have. He, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. There's no getting around it. Um, the um, issue... Uh, is going to be can he overcome I mean, he's going to be interesting to watch him I mean, look again he's got talented wideout Johnson's talented Claypool's talented Juju is a really good possession guy Washington's talented Firemuth Najee Harris skill guys he's fine his offensive line though is a big problem man. it's a big problem oh definitely for this year oh yeah no, because he need at this stage of his career, he needs his offensive line to be totally agree. It needs them to be good. He just needs it, and that's a big, uh, big issue. So we'll see. I just, you know, I'm, I think he'll be good with the Steelers this year. I think though the Steelers. Um, I, I just think that um, the offensive line is such a problem for them. I don't know. Because they have a lot of things going for them, but that's not one of them. That is, uh, and then your guys got problems because you didn't. Uh, did you see? By the way, uh, your guy uh, Peters ended up with the Bears. I did see that. And good for him to find another spot if he wants to keep going. I'll be, and that's a good landing spot for him. Similar system, so that could be a good move for the Bears. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, there's another guy who has been a great, great, great player, but the last three or four years hasn't it hasn't aged well for him. How about that? Yeah, just hasn't. Ah, and everybody can age gracefully. Well, some people get to fifty and just goes to heck in a handbasket. Anybody we know that recently turned fifty? S U I T. That spells Suda. Exhibit A on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. You know, physically, I feel really good, but at some point, have to hang up the boots and live life. And I know my my husband is eagerly waiting for me to switch off <laughs> uh, because it's been 17 years of of just grinding away. So, yeah, I I took it in. I think that the drive over to the game, you know, was was different. I was just thinking about a lot of things and just wanted to do everything possible to help this team win a medal. Uh, Carly Lloyd stepped away today uh, after uh, 17 years on the U.S. Uh, national women's team. Had a great career, and hopefully she enjoys a great retirement. She gave, has given a lot to the game, and she's made the game better for young girls across the country. It's gotten them excited and interested in the sport of women's soccer. So. Winston Churchill once said, when you're 20, you care what everybody thinks. When you're 40, you stop caring what everyone thinks. When you're 60, you realize that no one was ever thinking about you in the first place. All right, so there you go. (laughs) Oh, my almighty! Winston Churchill. Didn't think he'd be quoted on the show, did you? All right. We'd quote the suit, but... um, we're not up to the comedy portion of the program just yet. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. There's one response that every time, you know. So what did you think about what I said? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. All right. It's just, it's not good. No good! No good! No good! All right, so there you go. You don't like the quarterback rankings. I knew you wouldn't. 
I mean, you had your guy at you had your guy at eight, <laughs> not thirty. No, but I probably showed, would have had him in like the mid to late twenties, probably. Over who? Over the journeymen, such as Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, Joe Flacco, uh, Derek, or Derek Wolf, uh, <laughs> um, well, Drew Lock. You know, the, yeah, he's ahead of Lock. He's ahead of Lock. Yeah, he's ahead he of was ahead of Lock, right? He's ahead of Flacco too. I, I, I want. I wanted to put. He's ahead Fitzpatrick. of Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I, I wanted to put Fitzpatrick ahead of him. Yeah, Fitzpatrick has been coming into games for years with a billion organizations and winning games left him, you know, over the course of you know, he's not a starter. But when Fat when Fitzpatrick does start, he can win you a couple games back to back. He's always been brought in as the backup guy for the most part in his career. Right, but just a backup. Win you a couple games. To me, what do you think Ertz is? Ertz isn't a starter. Well, but we, but we still. I mean, that's what some, that's what's perceived. But again, we have a small sample size. Same with Joe Burrow. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's. I think it's a little premature to call Joe Burrow. Man, he's. It looks like he's got it, and put him in the top twenty. I thought that was or wherever he was ranked in this thing. I think that was a little high. I thought I would put him and Hertz in like the mid to late twenties. Then you put. Those journey guys I just mentioned behind them because you know that's what you're going to get. Guys that can win for win you a couple of games, but that's it. I'd ra- I, I think, to me, I, I, I think there's a higher ceiling with the Nick, guys that show that than the Nick, guys that have been in this league for so long, and that's what they have. Nick Sirianni at one point coached Jacoby Brissett. Jalen Hurts is Jacoby Brissett. And he very well may be, but all I'm saying he is will be, he will be in the league. He will be in the league for a while. He's a really good athlete. A lot of teams would like to have him, especially in, in that in that backup role and do it as a starting quarterback. I don't see it. He very well may be, but all I'm saying is rank and him if, and, as if he's got the high ceiling, which he does, along with Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow will be a better quarterback, you, but that's where they you, that's where they both are right now. They yeah, both only played a handful of games. We don't Joe know what they're going to be. Joe Burrow started 11 games last year and was exponentially more impressive than Jalen Hurts because he had a weaker cast around him, and I thought the difference is he gave Cincinnati a chance. There's something about him where he gave Cincinnati a chance where he felt he gave him a shot to win the game. They just didn't have enough talent to do anything, especially defensively. They don't. If you're asking me who I'd who I want, Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts, it's not even. It doesn't even take. Oh no, I I, I, I don't disagree I don't, that he's a better quarterback, but I'm just I, saying they're I both at go, a spot where they have they have both are in a higher ceiling right now. I don't I don't go into a conference room and say, hey, what does everybody think? I already make the decision before I walk in the conference. Room. <laughs> oh, I get that, and I would do the same thing. All I'm saying is we got to see more from both before we start officially see, putting them why, into these categories. Why do you think the journeymen are above him? Because they've accomplished more. All right, That's a big reason why. They, yeah, but what have they accomplished? They've won you a handful of games, and that's it. Especially that group. Well, getting to the playoffs? That's not an accomplishment? 
None of them have really. Uh, well, I'm trying to think who have, who of them have gone into the playoffs. Fitzpatrick hasn't gone into the playoffs, has he? He's played a long time, and anytime he's had a chance to play, he'll do really well at the beginning, and then he tails off. Dalton's been to the playoffs. Has a one oh, Dalton Rise, right? Been, yes, but he's been he's been able to get to the playoffs in the course of his career. Tyrod Taylor's been to the playoffs too. When like he didn't quarterback the uh, Bills to a playoff game, he actually did. Um, now Flacco's won a Super Bowl, of course, right? Uh, and was very was very emotional about it. Now oh, we won, right? Did we get checks? Yeah, okay. Good. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor still stinks out loud. Tyrod Taylor, as I said, is okay. Tyrod Taylor's biggest attribute is also his biggest negative. His biggest attribute is quite simply, he is very careful with the football. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes out there. But the problem is there is there are moments. And in this league, more often than not, let's go back to what the, we said uh, at the beginning of the show. Can Rodgers, two touchdowns down 10 minutes ago, can Rodgers win the game for you? Can two touchdowns down 10 minutes ago, can Mahomes win? Can Brady win? Can Russell Wilson win? Yes, they all can. And then my point about Lamar Jackson is probably not. Right, Tyrod Taylor, two touchdowns down. See, he needs to always put together that 12 play, five, six minute drive to get a score. And that's always been so. His biggest attribute is he doesn't make the big mistake. The problem is he is also so careful that he doesn't get you the big play either. And I realize you're trying to defend your guy. <laughs> 30 is a low number. I know you think he's in the Pro Bowl. I got it. I know you think the Eagles are winning 10 games this year. I got it. I know you think he's an MVP candidate who will get ripped off in the end. I got it. And by the way, I'm a Giants fan. I have very little confidence in Daniel Jones. I would too. So it's not, it's not, it's, I'm not sitting here going, oh, it's like, to me, he and Hertz are six one half dozen of the other. Well, those are the quarterback rankings from the Athletic. It's 50 people who know a lot, and Matt doesn't like.